0: What's up, y'all? Welcome back into the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tanner Dimling here with y'all as always. Come to y'all here from Louisville, Kentucky. It is Friday night, June 9th. A week ago, we were sitting here talking about Dartmouth not having a head coach. They parted ways with Brendan Callahan after... Nine seasons, including this past year, which was uh, his best there in Hanover, as the Big Green went six and six overall, one and five in conference play. The first Ivy League win since 2015, which was Callahan's first year. The first time since 2008 that Dartmouth had gone at least 500 in a full season since 2008. We sit here now, a week later, and Dartmouth has a new head coach. Um, A speedy search, a speedy decision here from the Big Green, and I think it's a home run hire for this program. I don't typically like to use those terms because we never know exactly how hires are going to uh turn out. There are a, a number of factors, uh, both internally and externally, uh, that can make or break a coach's tenure at a certain uh position at a certain school. Uh some coaches are better suited for certain types of schools than others. There's the you know, administrative aspect of it as well as in, in terms of who's your boss uh all of that. I think right now, looking at this hire, I can say it is a a home run hire. And I don't I don't know. I'd have to go back and and listen, but I, I can't remember if I said this on the last podcast or not. I've at least said this to people this week and talking about the Dartmouth job is the person that I call first is Sean Cohen. And Dartmouth certainly called Sean Cohen, as he is the Big Green's next head men's lacrosse coach. The offensive coordinator at Virginia for seven years under Lars Tiffany. Was also the OC there in 2015 and 2016 with Lars Tiffany at Brown. Came to Brown from Tufts uh were well, his alma mater where he played uh was it to uh 2011 was he, when he graduated i believe it was and then in 2014 as the offensive coordinator led the jumbos um to an NCAA record uh was it 400 and let me get this real quick here um 423 goals, which is still an NCAA record across all divisions, not just Division III. Uh, but Cohen was the offensive coordinator there for that 2014 team for that insane offense that they had. He's had great offenses at Virginia through the years as well, won a couple national championships there 2019-2021. He led the Cavaliers this year offensively, uh, to a championship weekend appearance. And this offense, the Kerwin offense, was ranked number one nationally in goals per game, assists per game, and shooting percentage. He has developed, produced, coached some of the best offensive uh, units that we've seen in college across uh, both at the Division One and at the Division Three levels uh this is a over the past you know decade or so, um uh, nearly a decade now. He has also um been in the Ivy League. He's been in the Northeast. He's a New Jersey native. He played at Tufts, which I, we 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 had at least mentioned the NESCAC to Ivy League line. Um and we mentioned that a lot of times when these jobs come up because there is that similarity there. Um, although I, uh, the NESCAC is a bit more, uh, is more restrictive, obviously, than the Ivy League, and being D3 has something to do with that, but also is um, not to the entirety extent of it. Um, so, you know, this is a, a coach um, who has been at a high academic institution, you know, attended one, Coached at one, his alma mater, and then at Brown, an Ivy League school, and where he helped lead Brown to that 2016 uh, Championship Week in appearance as the offensive coordinator. Sean Cohen is, is a name that, um, and, and we just read off his resume just right now, like he's a guy that every single job that came open, you said, pick up Sean Cohen. If he says no, call someone else. You know, for the past three, four years, it's been, he has been uh, the number one assistant, I would say, uh, in the country in terms of the players and the coaches that he's helped coach and develop, the, the, the players and uh, units that he has helped coach and develop, and just the success that his players and, and units have had, uh, the success they've had at Virginia. Um, not only on the field, but in recruiting, all of that. Sean Cohen is a big, big part of Virginia's success. It's going to be interesting to see what he does now uh, as a head coach. He's a head coach for the first time. He's in the Ivy League. It, uh, at least from the outside, and, and and from what I have been able to gather, and, and just the, uh, the 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 bits and pieces that that I know. It appears that Dartmouth is going all in on this. Dartmouth is saying we don't want to be the doormat anymore. And we want to continue this growth that we've had. And I mentioned last week they have a great foundation, this program does, and especially offensively. Um now I am you know, one thing I would say is I, I want to see who 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 this coach hires. I want to see what this Dartmouth staff looks like. I think that's going to tell you a lot about how successful they're going to be uh, and how soon. Uh, it, it's not just you get a head coach and boom, everything changes. You have to get a staff in there. You have to get uh, a, a culture change in there if there needs to be one. All of those things go into this. Um, that that may not be exactly the case at Dartmouth, but that is at some places. Um but as I mentioned, Dartmouth seems to be riding riding the ship in a way here, and it seems they are going all in. Um, you know, maybe I shouldn't use all in, but, but but they are as committed as we've seen them. I would say in a while to success in lacrosse. Uh, you look at guys like Colin McGill, Quinn Moore, uh, all of these players that are back, these younger guys that are back next season who have been uh, premium players for this program for the past two, three years now. Uh, A number of freshmen have been insanely important for them over the past couple of seasons, both offensively and defensively. Dartmouth has recruited a lot better in recent years. Um, I would say, you know, just right now, looking at it, from this kind of three thousand foot view, like nothing has happened yet. The uh hire has been announced, but we've not seen any movement yet or any of that. But just looking at it from this three thousand foot perspective and knowing what Sean Perwin has done as an offensive coordinator, knowing what he has done both at uh I should say at at Tufts, at Brown and at Virginia. Um, we know that he can not have success, and so I would say right now, I think that is going to follow him to Dartmouth. Now, the question is, and I would also mention this, he is set up for success there, maybe more than any other head coach has been at Dartmouth in a number of years. Like He's coming in on better footing on a number of fronts than Brennan Callahan was, than Uh, Andy Towers was, than Rick Soule was, than any of those guys who have been there over the past, you know, 15, 20 years. He is coming in on better footing in terms of support, in terms of facilities, all of that, Um, you know, being able to have your juniors on campus in the fall is a big aspect that a lot of those coaches I just named had to deal with. Uh, So you have your entire team for a a full year now, Um, you know, at Dartmouth, and we mentioned that back on the last podcast. It's a really good setup here for Sean Kerwin. And just knowing, again, what he's done at his previous stops, I believe that success is going to follow him. Now, the question is, what exactly does that look like? Dartmouth is still, you know, you're an Ivy League school. You have academic restrictions. They're not going to let you go get whoever you want. Um, that'll be interesting to see what the admissions is like there for lacrosse with Kerwin. We we know athletics you get um, maybe, it's certainly not as much at Ivy League schools as it is at others, but there are athletic you know, athletic admissions, um, that uh, a, a a a maybe a not a different process, uh, but those that, you know, those the help there, um, that these athletic programs have to make sure they're able to compete at the highest level possible and making sure they can get their guys and they're gonna make them as competitive as they need. To be um, and Culligan, I think, coming from as I mentioned, at playing at Tufts and having coached at Brown, he knows that kind of recruiting environment. So uh, and knowing what they did at Virginia in terms of recruiting and just continuing to uh, raise the bar and continue to recruit as high as um, you know the Virginia had for you know, practically forever, back to the Domstalgia years. Um I, I think Cohen's Cohen's gonna know how to handle that here at Dartmouth. Um, you no, know, but but it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, I, I mentioned um the recruiting aspect. Also, you're the second northernmost program in the country. Um I say this right now, and I mean, I'm in Kentucky, I would never want to live in New Hampshire. Um, Love to visit New Hampshire. Great place. Um, Know some great people from New Hampshire. But, I'd never want to live there. Um, Cold? No, absolutely not. Um, You know, it is, and Dartmouth is kind of, I mean, it's up there. It's, if you look at a map and you look at what's around it, um, a lot of trees from from what you can see on Google Earth. Um, so, you do have that aspect as well. Um, it might not be as an attractive area as some other Ivy League schools, uh, but you still have that Ivy League brand name stickered on uh, the, the, the side of your jersey, uh, if you want to say so there. So, um, there's a lot of good things here that you know, Kerwin is coming into. There's a lot of good things about Dartmouth right now. There's also a lot of things that, as I just mentioned, those that we just mentioned, we'll see how that's handled. We'll see how that can be, I don't want to necessarily say overcome, but how that is, um, I guess, handled or dealt with is is the best way to put it. Or, Or let's say this. We we will see how, how big of a barrier any of those things I just mentioned actually are. If they are at all. Um and look, I I I I've said this before, if you can like if the Ivy League, the biggest thing with the Ivy League in Lacrosse, like there's only seventy what, seventy six teams now, I think. Um in division one with Lemoyne coming in, there's seventy six Division One teams. The Ivy League, partially because of the limited number of schools playing at the Division I level, plus the history and the uh, demographics of the game, the Ivy League is is still able to compete at a higher level in lacrosse, unlike football or basketball. Um, so the, the Ivy League is always going to be good. They're always going to have one or two Very good teams. Even as these ACCs get bigger, even as these ACCs and Big Tens get better and better, and maybe outpace those schools in their support of athletics, certainly, and outpace those schools in terms of facilities, which morphs into that as well. And that's going to be even more the case, as I've mentioned before if more schools like Utah, Michigan, begin adding lacrosse. I don't know if that's the case. I would I, – I I, hope that's the case. I would love to see the SEC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, the Big 12. I would love to see every school have lacrosse. I would love to see, you know, Alabama and Georgia in Division One lacrosse. Like, that would be amazing. Uh, it's not going to happen tomorrow. Probably not going to happen in 10 years. No. Nope. Who knows? Um, but with the landscape as it is now, the Ivy League still able to have success. The biggest barometer, I think, to the Ivy League in terms of sustaining success at these programs, and one of the biggest, I don't want to say questions, but like in the Ivy League, you have a lot of really good pro, like programs that'll be really good, um, and are constantly competing. The... You know one thing with that is like, can you keep your coach? Because as we've seen, a um, number of coaches have left the Ivy League um, over the past what 10 15 years. Like, Cornell had some turnover there, obviously, Millman went to Johns Hopkins, Wallace um, Tiffany went to Virginia from Brown. You know, you have Andy Shea who's been there, you know, Harvard's had uh, some, some turnover there, obviously, not. Guys leaving, but, uh, you know, Jerry Burns there now, and he's done a pretty good job through basically two full seasons. You've got, you know, Dartmouth, obviously, getting a new man in here. Um, So, you know, there is more or less, and at times, uh, bigger coaching turnover in the Ivy League. And a lot of it is... Guys moving to ACC's or Big Tens. Because that is where the most opportunity, I think, is to win a national championship. Where the most opportunity is to compete at the highest level. Now, the Ivy League, as I mentioned, with the demographics, with the numbers, still very competitive and lacrosse. Going to be that way for a while. Right? Until these other things that I mentioned happen. Can Dartmouth be at that top level? Can Dartmouth be competing with Cornell, with Yale, year in and year out? I think that's the question. that That is the ultimate question. Because Dartmouth has been the bottom feeder for so long. And they've been at the bottom. And been the doormat. You know, it, it's going to be interesting to see if Sean Kerwin is the guy that can come in here and take off this rocket ship. And you know, we're not going to rehash this again, but we mentioned early on this podcast the investment that Dartmouth has had, not only in lacrosse, but just athletics in general. They've got that new indoor facility we talked about on on last podcast. A lot of great things at Dartmouth. And Sean Cohen is coming in on much better footing than any coach has at Dartmouth in the past. 15, 20 years. Can they raise the ceiling? Can they raise the bar? That is the ultimate question here for Sean Kerwin as the next head coach at Dartmouth. And again, I think it's a great hire. I think it's a home run. It, it, it's, it's obviously like it was the first name that popped in my head when this job opened. And they got him, and that's fantastic for Dartmouth. Fantastic to see Sean Cohen as a head coach. It's much owned. He has been uh, tremendous as an assistant, arguably the number one assistant in college across the past, you know, six seven years. Uh, absolutely. Now moving on to the Virginia side of this, what's Virginia gonna do? Um, I honestly don't think Virginia. Like, And someone had asked me this, um, texted me this before the I uh, started recording here. They said, you know, where do you think Virginia goes from here? I, I really don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. There's a number of different, I think, coordinators they could get at some lower-level schools. Um, you know, I, I don't see them picking off another ACC um, coordinator. To be honest with you, um, you know, but there's definitely a lot of good offensive coordinators out there. Um, a, a lot of good younger guys who have made a name for themselves over the past, uh, you know, five, six years, and and we'll see how things shake out there. But but I really, um, Virginia, Louis Tiffany has that thing humming uh, so well that, that that I honestly think whoever he gets to replace Sean Cohen, um, it, it's going to be a tough uh it's a tough tough to replace him uh because he was so instrumental was so uh good as a, a, an oc there um and that staff had been together since the brown days uh 2015 2016 kip Turner was there at brown as well uh so you know we've had this uh the th- this brown staff uh you know came down from uh, so we came down from Providence to Charlottesville with Lois Tiffany, and they've been there for so long together. Um, we'll see how things shake out. It's going to be interesting to see uh, that staff without Sean Cohen, because that, that's kind of been, as I mentioned, they've been together for so long. So, I mean, that's going to be an interesting thing, and... Like I do wonder who they're gonna get and if if there will be any kind of changes to uh, the the offense in terms of um, maybe not necessarily an identity um, because Virginia is still gonna play fast. I think any Rose Tiffany team is gonna play fast. Um, is gonna play creative. Um, but if there is any kind of change to maybe the flow that they have or uh, anything of of that nature. Um, But as I mentioned, Virginia is humming right now. Uh, They are one of the best teams, one of the best programs in college across at the moment. They've won two of the last four national championships, 2019-2021. I think they're going to win a a third, a a fourth under Lawrence Tiffany when he finally hangs it up. Uh, they're going to have three, four, maybe five or, or more national titles there, uh, the way that things are looking right now. And they certainly we have the opportunity to do so. Um, and, and so I don't see this as being uh, too much of a negative in the eyes, you know, looking at it from the Virginia perspective, because they're still recruiting at, at the highest level. They're still playing at the highest level. They still have the highest caliber of players, and they do lose some good pieces off of this year's teams: Andrew Dixon, uh, Thomas McConvey, just to name a few. In terms of that offense, but you've got Connor Schellenberger back. I'm expecting Griffin Schutz to step up big here as a junior. Um, you know, there's a, there's a ton of talent that's going to be back on this Virginia roster. So uh, if you're a Virginia fan, I, I would not worry too much. About losing Sean Cohen, it is a tough loss for Virginia. A good get for Dartmouth, uh, but I think uh, both sides are going to uh, be pretty fine uh, coming into twenty twenty four. And once again, uh, a a big hire here for Dartmouth. Um, again, the first thing that popped in my head. I wasn't sure if they were gonna if if they were gonna pull it off. They did pull it off. The right job has come around, and congrats to Sean Cohen, getting the new head coaching position there at Dartmouth. We will be excited. will be exciting to see how things build there in Hanover with him at the helm. All right, folks, that is it for today's episode. As always, y'all can connect with us on social media at Lacrosse Bucket on Twitter. Facebook and Instagram, lacrossebucket.com, where it's always lacrosse season. You can listen to the lacrosse bucket podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcast. You can also watch on YouTube as well.